I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Another email has come pouring in from another proud podcast participant. His name is Jerry Laporte, and he said he's going to be the best man at his brother Kurt's wedding, and he's going to take a felt pen the night before the ceremony and print the word help on the sole of Kurt's shoes, you know, the part that doesn't touch the ground right up near the heel. He says, that way when Kurt kneels down at the ceremony, the people in the first couple of rows will have something to read. That's what I call a proud podcast participant. That's good. You're getting yourself loosened up a little bit. Don't take life so seriously. My lady wonder wench finally went to see Dr. Dracula, the dentist, yesterday. And he's just talking about seeing life seriously. Wonder wench won't go to the dentist unless I go with her because I'm a hypnotist and she knows that I can help her avoid a lot of pain and therefore at least delay what she sees as the probability of certain dental death. So I guess it didn't help when I noticed that the dentist had a vase full of lilies on the reception room table, and sometimes I can't resist opening my big mouth. And I said something about how the made the room smell like a funeral parlor. You know, I don't know why I do things like that. But doctors and dentists, really, if, you know, if you're a doctor or a dentist, pay more attention to things like that. I went to a dentist once who was very proud of the fish tank that he had in his office. And the last time I went to see him, one of the larger goldfish had gone to meet Davy Jones, as it were. And he was floating peacefully on his side there on the top of the water. You know, and he didn't look very lifelike either. Not a good thing when you go in there and the next thing you're doing, you're sitting in the dentist's chair and he's got this three-foot-long needle that he is about to stick into your jaw. That's not good. I went for a physical a few months ago. And I always bring my own magazine to read when I go to a doctor's office because, let's face it, you open the door, you walk into the waiting room of a doctor's office, all of the people who are there are there for a reason. They are coughing, they are sneezing, they are bleeding all over the guy's magazines. They're all sick. That's why they're there. But I always check out the reading material anyway because, who knows, there might be something there that's a lot more interesting than whatever I brought to read. So... I picked my way past the sick and the dying around me, and I went over to the magazine stand, and I couldn't believe my eyes. Either the doctor or some upstanding group of citizens concerned for my spiritual well-being had left there, on the stand, right by the three-month-old People magazines, a well-worn Bible. I freaked. I spun around. I sat down. I whipped out my copy of Men's Health, and I started humming the only disco song I remember. It's called I Will Survive. <laughs> Our lives are full of little things like that. No wonder reliving them keeps us awake at night. And that's why I like to give you some dicks details. Just interesting little things that don't mean anything, but they give you something to think about instead of the biggies in your life. For example, a recent poll said 62% of Americans claim that Monday is the worst day of the week. That figures, doesn't it? It's because we love our jobs so much, right? During the Middle Ages, you could be accused of witchcraft if your pets didn't obey you. These days, it seems like it's the other way around. Here's one. Twins are born an average of 24 hours before single babies. In my day, you know, all babies were single. I tell you, kids these days grow up way too soon. 
And Thomas Edison wasn't trying to invent the phonograph, he was trying to invent a machine that would automatically answer his telephone. Now, can you imagine if Edison had invented email? And that's how we communicated all this time. Then Bill Gates came along and invented the telephone, and wow, you could actually hear somebody's voice. Be incredible. By the way, my email address is dick at dicksummer.com. Love to hear from you if you have any comments about our podcast. I think it's interesting how long it took for telephone answering machines to get popular. But when it happened, it happened big time. And now, when you call somebody, you really kind of expect to get a machine instead of the person. And sometimes, that's what you kind of hope happens, isn't it? Come on, be honest. You call your friend, you're thinking, well, I don't really have a lot of time to talk, so I hope I get his machine, then he can call me back some other time. Because it makes you feel like you've done your duty. You've reached out to your friend. It's not your fault that he wasn't there. It kind of makes you feel a little superior. Until your wife reminds you that maybe he was there screening his calls and he figured your call just wasn't important enough for him to pick up. An answering machine can be a positive thing, can be a negative thing, or it could just be a tool. But it's a very important part of the personal audio CD called Love Comes When You Least Expect It. In the story, the pilot comes back to his apartment and he sees the little light flashing and he hits the playback button. There are always more questions than answers on an answering machine. There's a commercial Friday at 2. Can you make it? The printing isn't going to be done in time for the seminar. Can you use a partial order? Where the heck were you this weekend? We played stickball without you and we won. Can you stay away next weekend too? Ha ha ha. And the usual hang-ups. And an unusual one. Hang up, hang up, hang up. Long pause. And tears. Tears that I've heard before. They go with the voice that said, Go to her and be happy. Don't look back. Just go. I knew that voice from the time it was full of young girl giggles. It sang Christmas carols next to me in church. It screamed my name when we made love. It laughed with quick kisses when I almost missed you. It groaned with rich, long, red, deep, wet kisses when I caught you by surprise. Are you all right? What did you call? Was it the middle of the night? Did you have that nightmare where the man with no face pops out of a hole and grabs you? You're not getting sick, are you? That usually happens when you're getting sick. Why did you call? Did loneliness take that big a bite out of your pride? Or did you meet someone who made you feel sorry for me? That wouldn't be a big surprise. You're much more beautiful than I've ever been able to get you to understand. Or did you just call to find out if I still love you? You're not losing faith in yourself, are you? Don't try to run from yourself. You could get lost. Then where would you be? Of course, I still love you. It's just none of your business anymore. personal experience. When you've just broken up with somebody, 
That blinking light in your answering machine can blind you sometimes. That's the answering machine chapter from the personal audio called Love Comes When You Least Expect It. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or you can find it at DickSummer.com. You can grab the whole album if you want. Or you can just click on the CD Baby icon. And if you want just that cut nice and fresh and all by itself, you can get it there. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.